You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to church. So good to have you here with us today. I want to give a special shout out to all our campuses who are joining with us today from your homes and a special Special shout out to our Whangarei campus who have right now 100 people in the room. We're so jealous of you guys, but it's so good to see you guys in level two. And also big welcome to those in Whangarei who are gathering for watch parties in homes with their small groups. Um, so cool. Welcome, guys. So good to have you. And for the rest of us, level three is in Auckland. Uh, welcome again from your home, and we pray you have an awesome, awesome day. Before I preach this morning, uh, or today, sorry, I, I want to... Uh, just let you know that starting tomorrow, as a church, we're going to be going through 21 days of prayer. And uh, this is an initiative that's been started by uh, Elam NZ. Uh, so all the Elam churches throughout New Zealand are gathering throughout this time to do 21 days of prayer. And uh, come on, friends, how many know that our nation needs prayer right now? And uh, the prayers of a righteous person, the Bible says, are powerful and avail much. They're very effective. And so we want to take the next 21 days as a church and just go on a bit of a journey together and just really seek God in a in a deeper way. And uh, I, man, listen, we're in lockdown, we're in restrictions. Let's just press into God through this time. So 21 days, it starts tomorrow and uh, the information is going to get emailed out to you. It's also coming up in the chat. You can find it on our website. Uh, there is a 21-day prayer guide that you can follow along with us as well. But let's go on a journey together, church. 21 days of prayer. Uh, really excited about that. Also, just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who contributed and gave to our missions offering for Vietnam. We, we are absolutely blown away. It, it just was an amazing, generous response from all of you. And just want to say a massive thank you. It's going to make a huge, huge difference to the work we're doing there in Vietnam. And what an amazing heart of our church in the middle of our own restriction to look beyond ourselves and be a blessing to someone else. Um, just we love you so much. Thank you so much for that church. It's absolutely awesome. I'm bringing part three in our unusual series, uh, and uh, Pastor Don preached an amazing word last Sunday. Uh, we're looking at, in this series, some of the strange and unusual things that are found within the Bible, and our unusual verse today comes from Exodus chapter 17. You've got it in your notes. If you have your Bible, grab that. If you've got the Elam app, grab that as well. Exodus chapter 17, let's read it. It says this, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, "Come, uh, choose some of your men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his, up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other side, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. I've called today's message, Keep Those Hands Up. Man, this is a, uh, this is a, a really interesting battle. Like, there's a battle going on, and here's the thing. Whenever Moses' hands are up, they're winning. Like it's going in their favor. Whenever his hands are down, it starts to go in the opposite way. They start to become defeated. So 
every time his hands go up, it's like there's favor. There's like, it starts to go their way. It's crazy. It's like, it's like a, such a bizarre thing. But I was thinking, man, this would be a really um, cool power to have in your everyday life. Imagine if like, you just had the ability to swing things your way uh, whenever they were going wrong just by lifting your hands. Like, you imagine like, you're driving, and remember we used to drive places? We were driving, and uh, you come into a, a traffic light, and the traffic light goes orange. It's about to go red, so you say, hey, not today, traffic light, not today. Just flip back to green. You just keep on your way. Man, happy days, happy days. Or uh, maybe you're uh, having an argument with your, with your wife, and I know that probably doesn't happen for you, but let, just indulge me. Um, I know you're all holy Christians, uh, but sometimes um, people fight. And, and maybe you're having a fight with your wife, and it's in that point in the argument where you realize that, it's not going your way, and you realize that actually you are the one at fault, and you probably need to like own it and, and, and fess up and apologize, and you're like, oh man, I'm going to have to do this, and I think, man, nah, not today, not today. Hands go up, and wifey just starts going, you know what, sweetie, I'm so sorry, it's my fault, uh, why don't you just go and have a night out with the boys, I'll look after the kids, I mean, like, how good, how good would that be, or we could, you know, maybe come another Monday 4 p.m. announcement from our prime minister. We'll be sitting there. We could begin a bit nervous. You might be starting to hint towards another level four lockdown for everybody. You're sitting at home going, not today. Not today, prime minister. Not today. Ashley Bloomfield jumps in. Excuse me, prime minister. I'll take it from here. Everyone, we're going to level one and we're going to have whatever takeaways. You can do whatever the heck you want. Uh, I mean, don't even get me started on how useful this would be for the Warriors season 2022. Uh, just, just think about it. I'm just saying, just think about it. But let's be honest, this is, a, this is an unusual event. And as we look at this passage, and I want to look in at this passage a little bit deeper today, what we actually find is some really great wisdom and truth uh, for how we can live our lives, and in particular, how we can position ourselves to see a greater level of victory in our own lives, a greater level of success, a greater level of victory. So I want to explore how from this story, you and I can bring out some of these truths and keys so we can live our lives positioning ourselves for victory in our own lives. I know what you need victory in, friends. Maybe you need victory in your family, in your finances, with your friends, with in your workplace, in your career, or maybe an issue you're struggling with. Friends, here is some great truth for you today. And my first thought is this. If you want to position yourself for victory, number one, write this down. Don't go alone. Don't go alone. A couple of years back, I was uh, preaching in a conference in Australia, and it was in a part of Sydney um, that I'd never been to before. In fact, it was a part of Sydney I'd, I'd never heard of before. Uh, and there was only one hotel in the area where this conference was going to be. And it turned out that it was quite a shady part of town. Like, it was pretty sketchy, but the hotel was okay. Uh, but I didn't really know any of this. I just showed up for the conference. They took us to the hotel. And uh, the next morning, I woke up getting ready for the conference. And I was on New Zealand time, so I was up a bit earlier. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go out for a run. I'm going to go out for a run, go out for a jog, and just, just kind of explore my surroundings and have a look what's around and just kind of get into the day. So I get up, I go out running in the morning, and it was quite an unusual experience because I'm running through this, all these streets and all these different places, and like people are staring at me. People are, like there's people just standing there just watching me like, like I'm this weirdo, like I'm, 
Like, like they've never seen a skinny white boy run around before. Like it's, it was just bizarre. Like all these people are looking at me. Everyone's kind of like giving me the, the weird stare. I'm just like, I'm just out here having a run. And, and I get back to the hotel and, you know, get ready, go to the conference. And the team at the conference were like, hey, how are you doing? How was your morning? I said, that was great. I went out for a run. I went around like rent around this part, like by the hotel, went around here. And they were like, you did what? You, you didn't. You didn't do that. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And, and they were like, dude, th- that is probably the most dangerous part of Sydney. I'm like, why would you put me in a hotel there? That's like, that's the only hotel in the area. I'm like, so they're like, don't ever go out there alone again. Like, just don't go alone. Thank you, people who took me to that conference. There's this beautiful saying. It says this, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And Moses didn't go up that hill alone. He had with him Aaron and her. And I want to suggest to you today, friends, that all of us on this journey of life, if we want a position for success in life, we've got to have with us an Aaron and a her. And I want to explain what I mean by that. All of us need to have an Aaron with us. See, the name Aaron, if you could summarize the meaning of the name Aaron, it means strong teacher, strong teacher. And I want to tell you, friends, if you want to position yourself for greater levels of victory in your life, you need to have someone with you on the journey who is a strong teacher, someone who is strong in the Word of God, strong in prayer, strong in faith, has a, has a foundation that is solid and, and strong, someone who is strong in their conviction and in their theology, someone who is a teacher that can come in and, and correct you and instruct you and bring alignment to your life, a teacher that can actually rebuke you and a teacher that can, that can discipline you and keep you going in the right direction. I believe if we're going to position ourselves for success, man, we've got to need, you're going to need an Aaron. You need that person in your life that really is solid in the things of God, really is solid in their faith and can actually speak into your life. That person that doesn't just believe the best in you, but also believes the worst in you. Like the person that believes that, hey, we're all capable of pretty serious evil. And so that person that can actually look in on your life and go, you know what? I'm gonna help you on this journey. I'm gonna be a place of strength and wisdom that you can come to and I can come to you to help you on this journey. See, for me, um, one of the Aarons in my life is not called Aaron. Uh, it's actually called Pastor Mike Griffiths. And Pastor Mike, uh, City Campus, is just an absolute champion. I love him dearly. Him and Liz are just phenomenal people running a, a great campus church and so much more. But Mike, man, he is strong. He is a teacher. He is wise. He's got this foundation, this heritage, and this, and this, this solidness to his faith and his grounding in the Word and his, his heart for God. And he's just such a, a clear thinker. And man, he's the guy. Like if I'm sitting there going, I don't, I'm not too sure what to do. I'm not too sure how to go. I'm not too sure how to win in this thing. I'm straight on the phone. I'm like, Griffey, dude, I'm in a pickle. I need some help. Can you, can you give me some wisdom? And not only do I call him, but here's the thing. When you've got a strong teacher in your life, they will call you. And they'll call you and go, hey, listen, this happened to me like two days ago with Pastor Mike. He called me up. He's like, Steve, can I talk to you for five minutes? I'm like, yeah, bro, you shoot. And he goes, listen, I've just seen some stuff around that I just want to talk to you about. 
some stuff with how you're leading right now and some stuff with what you're doing. And look, I just want to speak into that for a little while. And I came out of those conversations. I'm like, man, I'm so thankful I've got a strong teacher. I'm so thankful I've got an Aaron in my life who can help bring that alignment and bring that correction and bring some discipline and also bring some wisdom and insight to help me go forward in the way I need to go. We need an Aaron. Friends, you need an Aaron. Get yourself somebody. Get around some people who are strong teachers, strong in the word, and can speak into your life. He also had with him not just Aaron, but he had her. The name her, you could summarize the meaning of that name. The name her means noble fire starter. I love that. Noble fire starter. See, friends, if you want to position yourself for victory in your life, man, you've got to have that person who lights a fire in your spirit, that person who burns bright for Jesus, that person who, like, when you're around them, you just get more fired up for the things of God. Someone that is, is, is when they go, it's like, man, when I'm around that person, I just come away feeling hotter. I come away feeling more fired up and more full of zeal and more full of passion for the things of God. you got to have those people in your life that will set a fire in your spirit and help you come alive. And bear in mind that they are a noble fire starter. They're wise. They, they start wise fires, good fires, noble fires, not, not unwise fires. See, this means that they're starting the right kinds of fires. And for too many of us, we get distracted uh, and fired up about the wrong things. And we can get distracted by this, oh, we're fired about, no, no, no. You get yourself a noble fire starter, guess what? They're gonna get you on fire for the things of God, the word of God, his church, uh, his plan in this world, your part in it. And for me, my, my her is not called her. Uh, one of my hers is, is called Martin Shamuel. And many of you will know Marty. Uh, he's a great part of our church, an absolute madman for Jesus. And I love him so dearly. He does things that us mere mortals just cannot do. Uh, it goes places. And man, the work he's doing on the street and with the street ministry and helping our community is just absolutely phenomenal, Bring many, many people to Christ. But let me tell you, when I get around that guy, I come away hotter. I come away like, man, there is, a, there is a fire in me. There's a new passion in me. Like having him around me in my life causes me to burn a little bit brighter. Because friends, he's on fire for Jesus. He's on fire for the gospel. He's on fire for the local church. He's on fire for the lost and for the kingdom of God. Get this, Proverbs eleven fourteen, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. You want victory in your life, friends? Don't go alone. If you want a position for victory, know this, going alone is not an option. And we're about to begin. In about four weeks' time, we're going to do a brand new round leading into term four, a brand new round of small groups. We're going to to encourage you, and we're going to unashamedly do it and tell you, friends, get yourself in a small group. Why? Because you need Aaron's and you need hers. You need people that can walk along the journey. You need strong teachers. You need fire starters, and you're not going to find them walking alone. Get around some people. Maybe you could be that person for someone else. Over the next two weeks, we're putting the call out for anyone who wants to step up to be a small group leader. And I know there's many of you sitting in church right now in the midst of this pandemic and this lockdown, man, we need to continue to build the family of God. And uh, for some of you today, maybe that's the next step for you, that you could be a, you could be an Aaron or you could be a her for somebody else. Maybe you could start a group based around whatever interest you have. We will train you. We'll give you everything you need. We'll support you. We'll run with you. But friends, I want to encourage you, if that's you today, make sure you fill in that connect card. Let us know that you want to maybe look into leading a small group. You don't have to commit right now. Just maybe look into it. And we would love to walk that journey with you. Become 
an Aaron or a her for somebody else. Second thought is this. If you want to position yourself for victory, number two, understand this. It's okay not to be strong. It's okay not to be strong. Uh, when uh, Bex was pregnant with our first uh, child, our first son, Judah, uh, you know, the time came where, where, where he was going to be born. And so we get in the car, we get all the stuff, we, we, we shoot off to the hospital and uh, like it's all go, it's all happening. And in my mind, I'm, I'm going to be the strong, dependable, like steadfast rock of a husband who's like, I'm just here with you, babe. I've got you on this, but as time wore on in, in the, the process, um, I started to feel increasingly more lightheaded and, and, and nauseous, and um, I was trying to be supportive, but friends, childbirth is tough, like it's, it's tough, and uh, the next thing I knew was I had a nurse holding me by the hand and lying me down on the floor and putting my legs up the wall and putting a nice cold flannel under, under my head. Uh, and so I, I'm, I look over and Bex has got doctors and nurses and everyone looking after her. And then there's a nurse looking after me lying on the floor. And I'm sitting there going, baby, you're doing an awesome job. But this is not how I thought this was going to play out. This is, this is not what I thought was going to happen. See, sometimes you're not going to be strong even when you want to be even when you feel you should be strong, even when you think, no, no, I'm supposed to be strong in this moment. I'm supposed to be the, the strong one. Sometimes you're going to find yourself on the journey where even though you think you should be, you're not going to be. And Moses, in this moment, Moses is a legend. Moses is a hero of faith. And Moses, in this moment, he's getting tired. Like it's hinging on him. This victory, this battle is hinging on him. And he starts to get tired. He gets weary. And no doubt he wants to be strong in that moment, but he can't. He can't keep his arms up anymore. And even Moses, the legend, he needs help. And I sort of think, man, if Moses needed help in that moment, even though he probably was thinking, man, I need to be strong, I need to be strong, even in that place when he got weak, he needed some help, friends. Maybe you and I on the journey also need to have some help. See, the, the lifted hands, the raised hands that Moses had, Raised hands are a picture of praise. They're a picture of worship. They're a picture of prayer and of faith and a surrender and trust in God. And, and there's going to be times on this journey of life and faith when you're going to need somebody else to be strong for you, when you're going to need someone else to hold your hands up. You're going to need that person to help you pray when you can't pray, to help you worship when you can't worship, to help you carry what you, God's called you to carry, even though you're incredibly weak. And guess what, friends? that's okay it's 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 totally okay see getting to a place of victory requires us to know that it's okay not to be strong all the time Moses wasn't strong for this whole moment he was strong to start but then he needed help and I, and I really felt like this was a word for someone today I really felt as I was preparing this message that this is a word for someone out there that you're sitting there going, man, I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to be strong. Listen, it's okay not to be strong all the time. And it's okay to need someone else to be strong for you. Listen, I feel like God was saying this to me as I was writing this. You're going to be strong for someone else one day. Like you're going to get to that place where you're strong for them. But right now, you need someone to be strong for you. And that's absolutely okay. And I also felt someone out there, you're thinking, man, but I feel like I'm a burden to people. I feel like 
because I'm in this place of not being strong, maybe spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you're in this place right now where you're like, man, I, but, I, but I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm supposed to be like a parent. I'm supposed to be a leader in the church. I'm, I'm supposed to be this, this person who's supposed to have it together and supposed to be strong. And, and because you're needing to rely on people, you're feeling like a burden to them. I want to say this. For Aaron and her, it was their joy to fulfill that role for Moses. It wasn't their burden. I can only imagine their joy it's being able to say, we can help Moses in this moment. It's, it's not a burden for someone else to be strong for you in a moment where you need it. It's their joy. It's their joy to help. Friends, I've had my fair share of moments where I've needed others to be strong for me. And I've had to learn that it's okay not to be the strongest in the room. I've had to learn it's okay to be weak sometimes and need other people to be strong for me. But what enables victory and success from that place of weakness is having others hold my arms up for a while. And I want to encourage you, church, to do a couple of things for me. Firstly, I want to say this to you, you know, as, as your leader, as a pastor, I want to say to you, um, don't hide when you're struggling. Don't hide it when you're struggling. Like we're, we're like the typical Kiwi response, hey man, how are you? I'm good, 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 good. And even when we're not good, we're like, yeah, bro, all good. I'll sort it out. It's all good. It's all good. I got it. But I want to encourage you, one of the greatest feats of strength is acknowledging when you're not strong. And when you need help, friends, don't hide that. Just be like, hey, man, I need someone to be strong for me right now. Guess what? God, God's going to bring people around you that are going to help you in that moment. So, and I also want to encourage you to do one other thing, friends. In this season of lockdowns and pandemics and all the craziness that's going on, I want to encourage you to look around in your world because maybe someone in your world needs you to be strong for them. Aaron and her didn't wait for an invitation from Moses to step in and help when he was weak. They saw the need and went in there and met it. And I want to encourage your friends right now in our church family, there's probably a whole bunch of need. And I want you to open your eyes and look up and maybe God is wanting you to be strong for someone else in this season. Amen. Friends, last thought today, if you want to position yourself for victory, number three, develop the ability to endure. A number of years ago, I um, competed in a 100-kilometer walk. It was an event where we had to walk 100 kilometers in under 24 hours. And I had done some training, but I'll be honest with you, I had done not nearly enough. And so at about 60 to 70 kilometers into this event, and we were walking over beaches and mountains and hills and farms and whatever, after about 60 to 70 kilometers, my legs started to shut down. And uh, I, had, I had blisters on my feet, and on my blisters, I had blisters. And I, my ankles swelled up, uh, my, my knee, my right knee jammed up, so like, I couldn't even bend it. Uh, my, um, both of my feet, uh, the muscles that control your foot going up and down, that just went on holiday. And so I'm walking, my, my knee is jammed up, I can't bend my leg, my two feet are just flopping all around the place. And by the end of that last 40, like 40, 30, 40 Ks, I look like I'm walking out of a zombie apocalypse movie. That's how I'm moving, man. I'm just like, uh, I'm just an absolute train wreck. And uh, at that point in the event, at that point, we've still got another 30, 40 kilometers to walk through the middle of the night and pain and all that's going on, looking like a zombie apocalypse. Right there in that moment, it's all about your ability to endure. 
That's all it is. It's not about being tough or strong. It's not about being fit. It's just like, can you endure this? Can you, get, can you just keep moving? It, it, when, it, when it hurts, when your, your legs are failing, can you just keep on going? One of my favorite quotes of all time, it inspires me so much. It comes from a guy by the name of Michael Chitwood, and he wrote a book, and, and this is what he says in the book. He says, I wanted God to take away the pain. Instead, he gave me the ability to endure. Moses had to endure all day until sundown. Until this, like he's got his hands up all day. I, I don't know if you've ever tried keeping your hands up for a reasonable amount of time. I mean, for me, like even a good worship set, like by song two, my arms are starting to get a bit fatigued. My shoulders are giving out. And so I've got to move to the like hold the platter you know, like worship pose just to give my shoulders a break. And even that gets tiring after like a few bridges and verses. And so you got to move to the, the Lord is touching my heart worship pose and just give everything a bit of a break uh, uh, along the way. But man, eat, holding your arms up for that duration of time, even, even though Moses had help, like that's, a, that's an act of endurance from Aaron and her. Like you've got to hold arms now. Like that's not easy for Hours and hours on end. Can you imagine the pins and needles he's feeling? Can you imagine the fatigue? Can you imagine the, the blood is draining down his hands? Like, that is 100% a feat of endurance in that moment. And here's what I've learned. I've learned that sometimes the most powerful spiritual thing you can do is simply endure. Just endure. To endure in the face of offense and disappointment and keep showing up to church. You know, when things don't go your way and you're disappointed and you're offended and something doesn't go your way, I'm just going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep being part of the family of God. It's that ability to endure in dry seasons when it's hard. I know it's hard, but we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I know in the valley of the shadow, it's dry and it's hard and it's dark and you can't see, but you, got, you just keep, I'm just going to endure. I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to keep on moving. It's to endure praise even through difficulty, endure in praise, like even when it's hard and even when it's difficult, I'm just going to endure in praise. It's to endure in that simple trust in God when everything else is going crazy and going to custard and looking like chaos. I'm just going to simply believe and I'm going to simply trust that God, you are who you say you are and that you are good. I'm going to endure in gathering with the family of God, even in and out of lockdown. I'm going to gather with my church family. I'm going to get into my small group online. I'm going I'm going to call my, my church family. I'm going to be part of church on a Sunday. I'm, I'm going to show up when we're allowed back in the room. It's that enduring in that that you can bring a victory. To endure in prayer and in the word for, for your family, for your marriage, for your kids. Galatians 6, 9 says this. Let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Just endure. Just endure in doing those things you know God has called you to do. If you want to see victory, I want to say this, friends, showing up and enduring is half the battle. What's interesting is that Moses didn't bring victory for himself. Moses' endurance brought victory for Joshua. And I'm going to, I'm going to round this message off in a couple of minutes, but I want you to grasp something. I need you to grasp this. The victory was not for Moses, it was for Joshua. Grab this, church. Spiritual endurance can bring generational inheritance. 
Spiritual endurance can bring generational inheritance. I'll say it another way. Your ability to endure can secure a victory for somebody else. And friends, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the heroes of the faith that have gone before us. I'm so thankful for heroes for, to us like Pastor Luke and Marilyn Bro, our founding pastors. I'm so thankful to them. I'm thankful for their endurance because it's because of their endurance that we all now get to have, to get to partake in an inheritance. And now what we build, we build on the shoulders of those who've gone before. We didn't get here on our own, friends. We get here because those who went before us have endured. And it's only right that we honor all those who've gone before, all the saints, all the great men and women of faith and great men and women of the church who have pioneered and sown and given and faithfully prayed and served in order for us to be here. And friends, it's their endurance that allowed us to be at the place of victory that we're in right now. So I want to encourage us, let's continue to endure. Let's continue to endure in a life of godliness and love and hope and prayer and believing God so that we can build an inheritance for those who come after us. Friends, I'd love to pray for us today. Wherever you are, maybe you're in the room in Whangarei or maybe you're in a small group watch party uh, somewhere up in Whangarei or maybe you're in your homes uh, with your bubble today. I wanna pray for us today and I wanna pray through those things that I've just preached about. I wanna just pray them over our lives that we would be the kind of church that endures, be the kind of church that is gathered with people, goes on the journey with people. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. I thank you that even in the unusual in your word, there is incredible relevant truth. And so, Father, I pray that as we go on this journey, we don't go alone. Lord, we take others with us. Lord, we go on a journey. Lord, I pray that you'd bring around us those who are like Aaron and like her, who can, who can set a fire in us, Lord, who can teach us and be strength to us and walk a journey with us. God, I thank you that, Lord, it's okay in seasons not to be strong, that in fact, your word says, when we are weak, then we are strong, that your perfected power is manifest within our weakness. And so God, I pray for those right now who are feeling weak, be it emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, I thank you that you have people around them who can be strong for them. I thank you for those who are called to be the Aaron's and the hers, Lord, to help those people on the journey. Give us eyes to see the people who need us to be strong for them, Lord. And God, I pray that as a church, Lord, you give us that great spiritual capacity to endure, Lord, to build a legacy and an inheritance, not just for ourselves, but for those who come after us. Lord, we know that if we can endure in the faith, if we can endure and, and break through and see victory in these areas, Lord, our children don't inherit them. Our children don't t pick up where we, uh, what we have been carrying, but Lord, they get to walk into a greater level of freedom and breakthrough in you. God, I just pray for our church. Lord, I pray that you bless them mightily in Jesus' name. Friends, I wanna pray one more prayer for one more group of people. Uh, if you're here today and maybe you're tuned in from somewhere, maybe you've joined it on the Facebook or I don't know, maybe you just got invited by a friend or you're interested in church. Uh, maybe you're new here. Maybe you've never 
made a decision to follow Jesus, or maybe you'd be honest with yourself and honest with me right now and say, you know what, Steve, I'm not right with God. My life is not in a place of right standing with God, but I want to be. I want to get right with God. The truth is, friends, that God loves you. God made you. God's got a great plan for your life. He really does. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. The Bible calls it sin. And our sin, it separates us from God. And, and the payment for our sin, what is due for our sin, is death. But God in His grace, what He did is He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. When He died on that cross, He paid the debt. He took upon Himself what you and I would do for our sin. Then He conquered death and the grave, and He rose again to new life. And He extends to every single person here, not judgment, not condemnation, but grace forgiveness for all of your wrongs or your past or your guilt or your shame forgiven he gives you a brand new life a brand new start it's called being born again by the spirit of god god will make you a new person from the inside out you get to walk into the plans god has for you god has a great plan for your life if you choose to follow him if you choose to surrender your life to him and follow him you will experience his great and awesome plan and then friends there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with him Friends, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never trusted Him with your life before, or maybe you have before, but you need to get right with God today. I want to invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me right now. I'll pray this out loud. You can pray it out loud right where you are. You can pray it in your heart. I don't mind. You just pray it with everything you've got. Make it your prayer, not mine. I'm leading you in it. Are you ready? Just say, say, God, today I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned and I know I've messed up, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my sin. I turn from my old life. I ask God that you would forgive me of it, and I turn to you. I ask you to come into my life and be the Lord of my life today. I choose from this day to follow you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, I'm so ridiculously proud of you. It's my honor, my joy to be able to lead you in that prayer. And if you did pray that prayer, I don't want you to pray that prayer and that's be it. I want you to take a little step of faith for me. Right now in the chat is coming up a button or a link that you can click that's, that's saying you've prayed that prayer. One of them says, I raised my hand. Or you can click the link in Facebook that takes you to our Connect card. We would just love to hear about this. Don't leave today without taking the step to say, you know what, I made that decision. We'd love to help you on the journey. We'll send you a Bible, whatever you need. Uh, it would be absolutely our joy. Well, congratulations, team, church. Make sure you put it in the chat. Congratulate those people who just said yes to Jesus. An absolute, absolute miracle. Well, we love you, church, and cannot wait to see you again real soon. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz